Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. One, two, clink. Hey, Sydney. I'm eating a pork chop. I was about to say, what are you, you're eating a pork chop with noodles. What kind of noodles? Are you Carbonara? Ordering? From where? Alina's. What's in it? Carbonara? <laughs> <laughs> Egg and cream. And bacon. Are there bacon in it? And bacon bits. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to Crying in Public. That's Sydney. That's Sarah. Hi. Remember that catchphrase you're supposed to do that we have done once? Shit happens. Might as well cry about it. It's like the ending, right? Uh, yeah, we were, were supposed to do it at the end, but we never do. We like, never have. It's yeah. like on our like promo and stuff, but you know, whatever. It is. It's on all of our ads and promos, but no one knows about it except for us because we suck at podcasting with the yeah. issue. We were filming ads last night. And, like, one of the products we're trying out has the word nut in it. And I think we laughed for about an hour because we had to spell out nut. We're, we're really 12 mature. years old. We're super mature and yeah. grown adults. Yeah. Because it's, like, nut and then something else. And you kept – it was your job to say, like, Yes. And, like, I was doing nut. it fine. And I kept looking at Sarah and she started laughing. And I was like, damn it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we both had to, like, write ads. And it's funny because, like, Sarah was like, hey – want to use this product. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so like, what our sponsors do is they give us like all of these required bullet points that we have to use and it's all in like the brand's kind of language. So it's up to us to rewrite the script using the main points of the bullet points but like in our language. So Sydney and I split it in half and it was my job to do like the 60 second ones and her job to do like more and we were both kind of doing it but you could tell like who wrote which one because mine was like hey Sydney hey Sarah wow how is your life it's not good use this my product instead <laughs> and then it'll be good yeah, like my hair is thinning and I'm unhealthy but then like Sydney's would be like actually professional so I think it's just interesting the difference copywriting are you about to talk about ads do you think um yeah I think as long as we don't mention like brand names yeah. and stuff like, we, one thing that I appreciate about us because yeah. self-confidence 
is that we only advertise products that we use and like. I hate when people, people are like, oh my God, try this workout product. It's like, bitch, you've worked out a day in your life. I know you don't fucking use that product. <laughs> like, I hate yeah, it's doing like, that. Try the Sweatmaster. And I'm like, stop. Wait, is that, is that the name of a brand, Sweatmaster? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'll see a girl who on TikTok is known for like makeup and she'll be like, oh my God, I love these crackers. They're gluten-free and cheesy. I'm like, I know someone paid you to say that, bitch. We're giving hell at gunpoint. I love that because I also don't understand, like, as a brand, like, I'm, the company I work for is a brand who reaches out to other brands to do partnerships with us. So as on the both receiving side of that and the reaching out side of that, like, as the brand, I think it's hilarious because I kind of know, like, how to get people to say yes and, like, when to say yes and no on my end. So when I see people, like, who have such a niche channel accepting these uh, partnerships that are so out of niche, I'm like, they must have paid you over a thousand dollars to do this TikTok because it's so funny. You're so right. Because it'd be like Bang Energy and Cardi B, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, like what are or you like, talking about? David Dobrik and fucking Tesla. But I feel like we talk about this girl a lot, but Bridget, I feel like she is good about that. Like I trust her recommendations because I think she actually uses the products, you know? Yeah. But like whatever. Bridget's my favorite influencer. Sydney and I are now obsessed with. I think she hates this, us, but it's okay. She literally does because we've DM'd, DM'd her, her multiple so times. times. But Molly May is another one of our collective like favorite influencers. Sydney and I both have our favorite separate influencers. Like I have a lot of my favorite Disney influencers. Sydney has a lot of favorite lawyer men influencers on TikTok. Okay, they're hot men I follow because they're hot. <laughs> and they're lawyers and they're hot. Yes. And they're rich and they're hot and they're lawyers. Remember that time where you went on a live stream? So there's a sexy man on Twitter. He goes to NYU Law. And he has, like, not that many followers. He was on a live. There was literally 30 people on this fucking live. Which is not a lot, in case you're new to the yeah. scene. And, like, on his TikTok live. Yeah. I was on there, because I was on TikTok, and I was like, okay, I'm going to see my man live. Like, okay. Like, yeah. And then he's talking about being president. And, like, obviously, you guys all know, if you listen to this, like, if you're an OG, you know my dream job is being first lady. Because... Not president. Not, not pre- first female president. president. It's... First I want to be the first bad bitch first lady besides Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. Honorable mention. Getting, making kids food healthier every day. What's my job going to be? Same question. I feel like I'm going to disband frats. It'll be my platform. And it'll also be, I'm going to ban Crocs. I'm going to ban Chacos. I'm going to ban Camo. I'm ban, a man. Wait, stop. Ban those cargo pants that girls wear in LA. Like the orange and black ones with the pockets, like the, the cargo camo. pants. Yeah. Camo cargo pants. I'm a bang golden goose. Because I think that's a. Why are you buying dirty shoes? Ew. It is a sin. What is it? What's like the main. Because I know there are like cardinal sins and then there's another. What's the main sin? What's like this the is seven hair. deadly sins? No, the two sin. There's like a cardinal Thoughtful. sin where it's like fine. But then there's like another sin where it's like, okay. you're going to hell. So Mortal as you guys, as you guys can sin. tell, Sarah was a really good student. She said there's the one sin that's like, okay. And one sin that's like, not okay. Maybe dear, a sin is a sin. Do, wait, have you seen those TikToks where it's like, dear daddy God, I love you and goodbye. Have you seen those? It's so funny. What no? kind of TikTok are you on? I, I, get, I get Christian talks sometimes. Really? My older roots coming back. Girl Defined. We have to talk about Girl Defined yeah, sometime in this we, we really do. Maybe that was the mini. Yes! yes! Oh, we're so good. We're really good. Guys, tune into our mini this week because we're going to talk about Girl Defined and it's and our religion. favorite. And religion. Yes. And growing up religious. Yes. Breaking Bad Catholic edition. Breaking Rolling up your skirt before chapel. Oh, the way I would flaunt my ass on that, that island chapel, you'd see my ass cheeks. I'd like sure you knew it too. I'm pretty sure the way Sydney and I first bonded was that we found out we both had purple zebra spandex mm-hmm. in high school and we used to roll up our skirts to impress who? I don't know. Maybe the one male teacher in our school. And we both used to roll up our khaki skirts with pockets in them. And our purple zebra spandex would show out the back. And I think that's how we bonded. Let them know how it is. Um, what it is. What's up? up? What's up? Finish it. Got your nigga in the cup. Hey. Oh, dang. Dude, I used to go with my school plate. I'd be like. <laughs> Say that one more time. Say it a little louder. How about that? And they'd be like. Mm, yeah, that's what got I thought. Whisper it. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, so Sydney and I just came from this quote, this is, these are not my words, summer soiree, and usually Sydney and I go to a lot of like, not even, this isn't like a flex, this just proves my point, we go to a lot of like events in the city, but this event I think was the best event we've ever been to, the girls there were so nice, like no one gave us the up and down, Christ, no I was like social. at us, Sydney was we so social, we saw other people, we were, yeah. we were those girls, Sarah and I, it's funny though, because like, 
Sarah and I as individuals are very social human beings. Yes. When we get together, it's like we're as we're so annoying. In the corner. I would hate us. Going, we're in the corner uh, giggling. Like yeah. if you ever saw us in public doing anything, like I could see us like someone else in the room looking at us at that event. And I was like love sent roaring at Sarah and she was like barking at me. <laughs> and it was like it was a full on conversation, but that's how we communicate with each other. So at this event, they only gave us champagne. Like not rose, no wine, no mixed drinks. It was just champagne. So Cindy and I, who never drink champagne, are drunk in the corner yeah. after half a glass, screaming at each other for no reason. Literally. I feel like and the funny thing is, is like Sarah and I spend so much time together because we live together. We have business together. We're friends. We're friends. Or Bestie, Bestie Johns, as yeah. Sarah would say. Like, we're TikTok collaborators. Like, we collaborate on each other's TikToks. Hello, New York. Mm-hmm. We, like, mm-hmm. do the podcast together. We live together. We so do everything. We're basically we're together 24 hours a day. We're very... And that goes we're very to show... Yes, but that also goes to show, like, to a, a greater, like, awesomer extent, how um, compatible we are. We are. You know? See, some of all, like, your soulmates are friends. Maybe you're my soulmate. Love that. Yeah, I live out with my friend Finn. You guys probably remember Finn. And... Um, he was like, "Do you and Sarah not getting like tired of each other?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> this girl from the bar recognized us, and she like tapped me on the shoulder, and she was like thirty. So I was like, "Wow!" Actually, that's kind of mean. She was like twenty-five, and she was like eating pasta, <laughs> and she was like, "Oh my god, are you from crying in public?" And like, Sarah's more used to getting acknowledged by people, and I'm very awkward. So I was with Sarah at this time. I was with my friend Finn, and I was just like, "Yes." It's you were so good. You texted silence. me, and yeah, you, I was you told me you were good. The last time someone came up to me, I was a little bit scared because they were like, "Are you Sydney Winter?" And I thought I was about to get arrested. So I was like, "Oh my god, what do I do?" But yeah, guys, I swear I'm nice. If you guys ever see us in public, please approach us. We want to like meet people and yeah. talk to you. We love it. When we first started, this is like I think the best moment of our lives. When we first started this podcast, and if you're an OG, you know that we started it with like six other people. It was like yeah. a huge situation. And we uh, walked like through campus when we first started it during the pandemic. And there were people there who were here for NYU who were like freshmen. And they like actually, like we got approached like six times, like t- six times in one night. But it was crazy because we were like, on top of the world, cloud nine, in, in because we were like in this one niche space, and I think that's so crazy because it was at the beginning of our time. And you like love now word, we're you here. love the word niche. You've niche so many times today. I said niche, and also, guys, another word that I've said a lot, or like another phrase that I've said a lot, is like, um, oh my god, what is it? It's like, oh, for me personally, but that's oh not god. what I'm saying. When she says that, it kills me because listen, guys, <laughs> and the, it's two phrases in one because. For me means personally. So when she says for me personally, it's like saying I, I. And it kills me. She says it all the time. I, I love this chocolate. It's like, I love this chocolate for me personally. Because you'll, you'll be like, in my opinion, for me personally. Well, you said in my opinion six times in a row. And I think it's funny. But um, yeah. that night was funny because I think what's weird, I think especially for me and Sarah, because obviously like this is our podcast. Yes. Um, we love doing this. Like mm-hmm. it's the reason why we do it every day. We like wake up dreaming about recording a podcast we just dream it we just dream it every like day it's, it's in our souls i just dream about this usb 006 microphone in and my, the yeti my yeti blues my older cousin yes. of this microphone it's crazy because like obviously we do this and we like talk to our mics and like laugh with each other all week it's just insane because like one girl dm'd uh, the crying puppy account you guys know i'd be on there answering dms and she was sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry asmr Bowie, yeah pork chop burp asmr Mmm, mushroom and pork chops, yummy. <laughs> Ew. Um, she was like, I love the podcast so much. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. And she was like, I've been Maleficent, I've been Maleficent screaming out of frustration every time anything happens to me, like any minor inconvenience. <sighs> and honestly, nothing has touched my heart more than that because that's the only thing I've ever influenced anyone to do anything and it's to scream. Because if you guys don't know, if you're new to the whole biz, um, I am obviously off late handling emotions because I'm a cancer. And I'm also just me. So anytime anything happens in my life, whether it's literally my limb gets falls off or like someone sees it in front of me, I just like literally maleficent scream like Ugh, with my hands out like a dragon. Yeah. You can ask Sarah. I do it a lot in public and it's just become a thing. It helps me get my anger out. It's not even like a lion roar. Like it's not like a roar. Like it's not at the front of your vocal. It's like at the back. It's like, Ugh. it's very dry. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen maleficent. I don't know why I call it that. Ew. <laughs> Guys, I know. 
obviously I'm friends with both Sarah and her boyfriend but whenever they kiss I literally have to close my eyes yeah Cindy was telling me the other day when we were on a little boat I don't know why that was relevant. She yeah, was telling me, like, <laughs> we're on the water and the sunset. She was telling me that, like, when it's me and Pony's wedding, that whenever we kiss, she's going to look away. So the wedding pictures are going to be, like, me and then the maid of honor completely turning <laughs> separate from the... Yes. That'd be really funny. I think you should do that. That'd be funny. I don't pictures. know what it is, but seeing my friends kiss people makes me very uncomfortable. Like, if I see Chance kiss someone, I'll really gag in my mouth. It's if disgusting. you're new, Chance is Sydney's friend from since she was in first grade, and now I'm have friends with her because Sydney I love her yeah, I think she's awesome trio yes hopefully trio. she moves to New York she her ass better yes but um that was a 95 minute divergent to yes. the real topic so today we're only 15 minutes in can you believe it wow we just rambled for only that long <laughs> yes what's the topic today what are we talking about Hold on, here's my yes AM, AMSR oh my god so wait actually let me talk about this really quickly um, right now we are drinking Nomadica wines. So they were kind enough, Nomadica. I really hope I'm pronouncing this name right. Kind, and this isn't like this isn't an ad. This isn't a sponsorship. They were just kind enough to send me cans, and they they sent us four cans of this wine. And I'm not even saying this because I'm like obligated to. They literally said like no obligations. If you hate it, like don't talk about it. Whatever. Um, this is. The best canned wine I've ever had. I'm drinking like the red blend. Sydney has the rosé. And Pony over here is drinking the white. And it's definitely the best canned wine like I said. But also the most like wine. Like it's like the most like in-depth. Like I was going to say like wine snobbery. But it's not even like snobby. That's like not the right word. Like this one has notes of Bing cherry, clove, raspberry, bailey, violet, and Darjeeling tea. What kind of canned wine says that on the back? Like that's awesome. And it's definitely like our kind of wine. We love it. Crying in public. It's a fan. That's all I have to say. Nomadica. What are we talking about today? <laughs> Nomadica. Say for the... Oh my God. <laughs> I was trying to make it hear the noise. I spilled it all over my mind. Oh no. Ready everybody? Here's some ASMR for you. Also that wasn't an ad we promise. We're not. We're not selling out for you. I hope you guys heard that. That was beautiful. You're welcome. Duke and I are long distance. So I want to go visit, meet him or visit him and his family in Spain recently. And while I was there, I had this amazing thing called Tinto Verano, which is like wine, Sprite, other version of Sprite, and like fruit or whatever. And that shit was so fucking good. I made it for Sarah a million times and I'm now obsessed. So speaking of long distance, today's topic is long distance. <laughs> <laughs> because as of right now, for only one week longer, Sarah and I are both in long-distance relationships. Yes. In one week, Very Sydney will not be though. in a long-distance relationship, and I will still be in a long-distance relationship. But at the same time, Sydney's long-distance relationship is way harder. It's another, another continent. Because new guy golf club, birdie club, golf ball man, is in another country. And my man is seven hours drive away in Pittsburgh, but right now he's like sitting here next to me, which is awesome that I have him here for the week before my birthday. But like, usually he's not around. But also, it's a drive. It's a bus ride. It's not a plane ride. So how does that feel for you, Sydney Winter? Oh, well, Ellen. I don't yeah. know why you asked Who are you wearing? Dolce & Gabbana? Zara. Zara. Sarah. A new golf man, birdie guy. Pronounces Zara like Sara. I guess he's from Spain, so he's allowed to do that. But, yeah. like, whatever. Um, <laughs> For so it, was, <laughs> it was definitely hard just because, like, I... You guys know my relationship problems. Like, I think I trust... I When I first started dating, I trusted too quickly. So it made me stop trusting people. So it made me hard to connect with people because I didn't trust them immediately. So this is the first person I met after my ex that, like, I had, like, had an instant connection with. So obviously it sucked because he had to leave for the entire summer to go to Spain. Yeah. I was like, eh, okay. I would never do long distance because I don't trust people until I met him. And then I was like, I'm going to do it. Whatever. Did that work out? I don't know. We'll see. But um, going to see him was really fun because I love Europe. But um, yeah, I think it was definitely worth it. And it's weird because like, I don't know if TikTok is stalking my life or because I listen to a lot of like long distance TikToks. My entire For You page is about long distance relationships. Is it really? So are you... Do you follow that one girl? 
Oh, what's her name? I can't, never mind. It's worthless. It's just like random to talk about like <laughs> long distance and like not seeing their partner for like three years. I'm like, three years? Yeah. What you been doing for three years? I don't know. Cause like we did it for what, four months and it's still insane. Do you know what confuses me when I see those girls on TikTok who are like meeting my long distance boyfriend after two years for the first time? That's what gets me because I'm like, so you're long distance. But you started long distance. Like you weren't together and then you were long distance. Do you get that? I don't get that. I mean, I personally would never. I'm I'm not judging you. Like if this is you in your life, like I don't care. Like that's awesome if it works for you. I'm so happy for you and like have the best relationship ever. But like I don't understand how you can meet someone online. And long distance is hard enough, let alone never meeting them in person before. What do you think? I am. Okay. Well, okay. Story about that. Story time, story time, story time. I was reading this on Snapchat. There's this girl, I think it was London. Okay. And she had been talking to this guy she met on Tinder, talking like long distance for like like nine months. And then they had an incredible connection. They're from the same tribe in Nigeria, like crazy, like coincidence. And he'd always call her my princess. And she was like, he's really sweet. We have so much in common. I really like him. But every time they tried to FaceTime or like meet up, he would get like sketchy and be like, oh, sorry, I'm really busy. I have work, I have school, I can't do it. And suddenly she got to a point where she's like, I'm being catfished. So her best friend signed her up for Catfish UK. And so they had like an entire thing on the show about it. Come to find out the guy was real and he was the prince of Nigeria. So they kept calling her princess because like obviously if they got married, they would be a princess. And the reason why he didn't like come forward about like meeting and FaceTiming is because she didn't want him, he didn't want her to love him because of his title, because she liked him as a person. And I was like, hmm, if that was me and I met a fucking prince on Tinder, it turned out to be some 80-year-old man in his basement eating Cheetos off his grandparents' couch. Like, there's no way he'd be an actual fucking prince. Imagine being that blessed and lucky. And now they're dating. So what happened? Like, so, okay, they're dating now. Mm-hmm. But, like, when he did he ever find out they were making a TV show? Or do you not know? Like, it's yeah, not that Yeah, no, when you're in Catholic, she's like, come to your house and talk to you. Okay, so is that the way he found out, or did she give him a heads up and was like, hey, like, I think you're that's probably, fake. That's the way he found out, because the friend is one who submitted oh her to Catfish. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. So she didn't submit, her friend her submitted. Her for her, yeah. And, oh, my God. Imagine if you're dating a prince and it's real. Bitch, I'd be like, call me princess, because that's my new name. Call me princess more. That's insane. What the fuck? Why am I not married to a prince? That's my question. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. 
thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. at and Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Okay, you know what I want to talk about uh, for a second? What? On the topic of princes okay. that I don't like. Who? That little bitch of Sleeping Beauty. What's his name? Prince Man. Wait. Yeah, he has a name. He's a Like man. Beauty and the, is the Beast. Sleeping Beauty. Oh, he's a beast. <laughs> Prince Philip. Prince Philip. They wouldn't even fucking Philip. Yes, you I can't. swear. Yeah. Okay, that's I have beef with that too. What's your beef? Because okay. I have my beef. I know exactly what mine is, so, and I think it might be the same. Yeah. Because mm. that whole movie makes you want to. Uh. I know. One dresses. Wait. Uh. Number one dresses fugly. That old ass pink looking shit. He has you, that Robin Hood hat. It's like pointed yeah. and at the front and with a feather in it. And I'm her, like, what? her, she's had a little curtain bang thing going off. She guess was cute for her moment, but her dress was fugly. And I remember as a kid when I got like the little princess set, I'd be like, get out of my face. I'm not wearing that. Wait, which one? The blue or the pink one? Because remember the fairy godmothers were like, blue, pink, blue, purple, pink, red, we're sleeping beauty? green. Yes. She had fairies? Mm-hmm. She was asleep the whole She morning. had three fairy godmothers. That's Cinderella. No, it's not. Cinderella had one fairy godmother, Sleeping Beauty. Oh, Are you b- coming b- at me b- right now? Bibbidi boppity boo. No, that's, that's Cinderella. Don't talk. <laughs> that's, that's... Oh, and the one talking about the hag looking ones. No, and no, it's flora, fauna, and something else. I know, and yeah, the 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 hag looking ones. They're not hag looking ones. They're not hag looking. No, they are. No, they're not. Wait, flora and fauna the are not. Those called godmothers. My god, my fairy god. They're fairies. Hold on. Yeah, I, oh, should, I should never challenge the Disney girl. Before we get into this conversation, I finally am going to Disney World with Sydney because we're going for my graduation present at the end of our college years, and we're going, and Sydney's coming with me. She already agreed, so now I'm she dragging, can't I'm dragging come. your ass to Europe. Okay, I'll come if you come so, to Disney with me. Everyone, Sarah said Ireland wasn't in Europe. I, yes. When I asked her where it was, then she said Britain. I was I, like, okay, where's Britain? She was like, hmm. <laughs> Europe? Other? Yeah, I was like, what continent Shut is it in on? <laughs> it's awful. That that goes down, I think, that and like Ice Ice Baby, which happened in the same night, so that's yeah. really disgusting. It happened in the same night. And then a few other, I've done a lot of like dumb, dumb things. You're entertaining. And I feel yeah. like I'm not, like I get straight A's, but I'm dumb sometimes. Dumb and dumber. <laughs> Guys, we established dumb and dumber that Sarah's a dumber one. Yeah. It's okay. Wait, You're prettier wait. though, so it's okay. Which one? Balances out. Balances <laughs> out. That's not true. You guys, Sydney. this event tonight, it was like at a plastic surgeon's place, and everyone there had surgery. And I definitely had the fattest nose there. I also had the fattest ass, so it was okay. And, and the fattest right. boobs. You had the biggest boobs there. Thank you. Yes. No one asked you where I got them done, so I was kind of annoyed. Who complimented you on your boobs? Someone did. Oh, they're only relieving. I was like, thanks. Oh, yeah. Right? She said I fill out my shirt well. Is that normal? Yeah. I was like, you yeah. call me fat. Or whatever. <laughs> Back to Sleeping Beauty. That girl with the booty boppity boo. Booty boppity boo is fucking the three things. That no, that's Cinderella. It's what the three things say. The three things are, they think the three godmothers try to make the cake and then it falls. And they try to protect Aurora. Protect. Well, they didn't do a very good job. Oh, I know. Okay, why? Yeah, she got eaten by a dragon and put to sleep. I don't know. All the voices in those shows sound so racist. Like transatlantic accent. They're like, oh, no way. They're like, wait, they're like, Aurora. I wait, no, stop. I can do it so well. Hold on, I'm trying to think. It's like, there it go. Wait, no. It's transatlantic there accent. There it go, mother. I lit. Wait, oh. I can do. I'll do it. No. I can, I'll do it next episode. I'll look it up and I'll do it. It's, I think it's so funny. I agree. So there's this. Whatever. So you know when you're little and you're like, who's your favorite princess? Like, yeah. You should, you, yeah, there's answers for that. There mm-hmm. are right and wrong answers for that. Mm-hmm. And bitches, chance, will be like, I like Sleeping Beauty. Why? And let me tell you, let me, let me explain to you why that's wrong. <laughs> why it's a wrong answer. She sleeps she the entire movie. She just sleeps the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. The entire, she's just laying there. Yeah. So how's your, red flag so if now you like how that, do you wait no I have a question for you now how do you feel about when people say like Tiana's my favorite princess are you like well she's a frog like half the movie cause I, sometimes I kind of feel like that like when they're like 
like not even like when they're like Tiana's my favorite princess, but like when someone makes Who a TV, but when someone makes I do. She's one of my favorite princesses. I think she's my second favorite. But when someone tries to make a TV show out of Princess and the Frog, she's a frog for the entire TV show. She's a bad bitch frog though. Ribberman. She she's a frog with really good eyelashes and like a nice figure. Yeah, and she's funny. And Prince Naveen can get it. Prince Naveen can chop a chop a chop a. What am I saying? Prince Naveen can chop a mushroom, and I would let him. I was like, is that a euphemism? He could do voodoo on my ass. I don't even care. Ooh, that's a great song. The voodoo song in that movie. Whatever. We're moving on. Um. Yeah. All the ones at least do shit. Like Mulan's like fighting a fucking war. Mulan's my absolute number one favorite. Same. Yes. And Jasmine, you're just fucking get you sleeps the whole movie. Ill. Number two, this rinky dinky old Philip literally wanders through a forest. Someone, why are you in the forest? Why aren't you defending your country or like running it? Number two, he's in a forest and he goes, hmm, a sleeping woman. Let me stick my tongue in her mouth and see how that works out for me. And then he gets rewarded for it. That's okay. Frat culture is sleeping mm-hmm. beauty. Smells a little assaulty to me. Yeah. Like and also, thing. okay, the thing was, he didn't know if she was dead or not. What if she was dead, necrophilic ass? That's yeah. Disgusting. What if Prince Philip is literally a necrophiliac and is a serial killer and like tells his dad, he's like, I'm going to go save the princess. But in reality, he's just trying to fuck a corpse Maybe and gets there. He tries to fuck the corpse. And so he's like, oh, wait, have you seen the, or have you heard like the original Sleeping Beauty tale? Yeah. He like fucks her and gets her pregnant. Yeah. All of them are messed up. Sleeping when Beauty's she's asleep. Snow White's messed up. Cinderella's dumb. Bitch, ask her her shoe size. Also, she wasn't even wearing a mask. He'd be going around this whole town. Hmm, I wonder what You remember her hair color? <laughs> Dumbass. Cinderella is fucked up because, like, the original Cinderella had the stepsister's eyes, like, clawed out by the birds that Cinderella yeah. controlled. Little Mermaid was messed up, too. I mean, it's messed up in general. really fucked up. But Sleeping Beauty, though, is, like, he kisses her, and when she's asleep, she wakes up and goes, hmm, let's get married. Y'all haven't been on a date yet. That's, that's rushing it. That's red flag, number two. The original Beauty and the Beast was bestiality. Like, that's the whole point. That's, Bro, that's the, the new play one's on bestiality. Words. That, well, that's the whole play yeah. on words, like Beauty and the Beast. Wait. It's bestiality. Like, that's the play on words with the original tale. Isn't do that you, insane? Do you remember that movie Vanessa Hudgens did about the guy whose like, face had, like, veins in it, and his name was, like, Beast, and they fell in love, and, they, and things went away? No, I don't, actually. It's, it's called, I'm pretty sure it's called, like, Beast. Really? Wait, do you remember that movie Selena Gomez was in? It was called Monte Carlo. Do you remember I that? I love Monte Carlo. I, that's my, we should watch that together soon. Yes. And the guy has like veins in his face. He just fall in love with him to get his like curse removed. <laughs> and she's like goth or something. And she's like, kind of love you. It's Alex Pedifier. He could literally have a, a green face. <laughs> and I think he's still sexy. Have you never seen that movie before? Uh-uh. And then she'll be like, can I see your face? And he's like, no. That weekend we're quarantining before we go to your parents. We should watch that movie. Yes. That's 20% Rotten Tomatoes. I've seen that movie so many times. Real oh him God. though. Ooh. He did it. <laughs> I'm sorry. You see this yummy ass looking motherfucker? Mm. I've never seen him before, like ever. What's his name again? Alex Pedifier. Did you know? So we had this really like professional photo shoot done for Crying in Public by the in-house photographer for, um, what's his name? What's the brand? Oscar though? De Oscar De La Renta. And he, um, where was I going with that? He shot for Jake Paul's boxing glove thing. Like, his thing. And I was like, what? Sorry, so random. Yes. Okay, okay wait. Long so distance. <laughs> I'm going to get into the part, because we did talk a little bit about long distance, but I want to get into the part where we give advice on, like, do's and don'ts. Would you like me to start? I'll start. Because <laughs> I have okay. stuff here. So, okay, so the first thing I want to say to, like, do is make sure your goals are the same. Like, how long are we going to be together? Marriage and kids is like, if this is something serious, because if you're in your 20s, it's prime time, like, for you to go out and, like, have fun. So if you're not serious about something, then, like, why do it? And I think you should be able to talk about things serious in the future. See, I'm the opposite. Tell me everything. Because I feel like, especially about long distance, especially if it's, like, long, long distance, where, like, you can't go see each other. Right. Is, like... One thing that I think sets you apart if you're successful from other couples that are amazing distance is that you have such a strong emotional connection because you can't be physically together, so you have to focus on the emotional part. It's something you can work on while you're apart, you know? Like, I agree. So I feel like it makes it deeper in that sense. But also, obviously in my head, I'm planning my wedding to this person. Right, to right. Any, to any well, that's all being. I'm saying. You don't yeah. even have to, like, verbalize that to the other person. You can yeah. just be like, am I in this for the long haul? Because if you think it's, like, short term, then, like, why are you even doing it? Yeah. Long distance. Like, you're wasting like, your time. I think it's scary to talk about, like, kids and marriage and the future with people. I agree. In early days. I think, I think the good 
like time to talk about that is like two years and beyond mm-hmm. so i think like before that you're putting pressure onto something mm-hmm. my first boyfriend and i talked about marriage after like a month and i fucking hate that man's ass like i don't want to see him ever again mm-hmm. but because i like forced myself to envision it Number one, it created some like unrealistic fairy tale atta- attraction, like attraction to him, attachment, because I was attached to that idea, not actually to him, you know. Mm-hmm. But then also, I think that like at our age, like what twenty one, I feel like most people plan to have kids around like what late twenties. Mm-hmm. I feel like by putting pressure on yourself so early, it can only cause problems. Because like obviously, yes. I think that like if you're okay, this is what I would say: if it's been at least two years and like you're at the point where like marriage is in the like near future. Or you plan on moving in together, so you're taking the next step. I yes. feel like then I would talk about it. I feel like before it's just undue stress, you know? Because, like, I think yes. I wouldn't move in with anyone unless I think we have the same, like, ideals or plan for the future. But unless we're, like, at that stage, I feel like I wouldn't talk about it just because it would freak me out. And I would start to create that unhealthy attachment to an idea instead of the person. I think you should be thinking if you're in a long-distance relationship that, like, this might be worth it in the long haul. Like, I can see potentially the conversation of having the conversation of like marriage and kids with this person and like you kind of are thinking that kind of way rather than like oh spur of the moment this is just some kind of fling like I don't ever think like a long distance relationship should be a fling it doesn't even have to be verbally talked about but I guess what I'm saying is like in your mind you could have a pathway would you agree with that you see it being worth the effort and commitment Mm -hmm. because like obviously like I've dated five million people I think I I thought I was gonna marry Mm -hmm. but like I think it's one thing because, like, whenever you're in it, you're mm. very tunnel vision. We're like, with my exes, I was like, I'm gonna marry this guy. He's the only one for me. I can never date anyone else. And then I do, mm. and then I'm like, okay. So <laughs> I never want to put that pressure on myself anywhere because I feel yeah. like it makes me have an unhealthy attachment or like a very tunnel vision view where like I no longer see problems. I don't see red flags. I don't see issues because I'm like, no, it's okay because I'm gonna marry that person, you know? Yeah. And like, so when it came to my current guy, Rudin Lawson Swift. It wasn't necessarily like, do I want to marry him? Because I don't want to think that far. Because I don't like know him well enough or long enough to even like consider that. Because mm-hmm. like I said, two years is like my marker. I just start thinking about that. Yeah. It's more to the point where it was like, based off the connection we have now, is it worth me putting in the time and the effort and potential hurt or disappointment into this person? Like, yeah. like it's gonna be worth my time, you know? And so I it's think, not just a fling for you. No. So Got yeah, it. Based so, yeah. off of more like, is it worth? me potentially getting hurt or me investing time or whatever into this person because like it's almost different because like there's two types of long distance or three types actually distance in which i love it it's the three list i always have (laughs) it's like distance that you and you and pony have where like it's it's long in quotes but not really long because you can just go see the person like Mm -hmm. it's what an hour flight or like a seven hour drive yeah it's a drive yeah it it can be driven yeah yeah so where it's like it's it's distance i wouldn't say long distance i would say distance you know then but also distance. imagine because a lot of other like couples who are even like a seven hour drive, yeah. they don't see each other for months. Yeah. Eric and I see each other every other week. Yeah. It's different. Yes. So you're right is what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's the first, that's like where I wouldn't say long, I would say distance. Yeah. Is like it. Right. And then there's the kind where it's like different country or continent distance. Right. But it's for an, a, a certain period of time where it's like, let's say it's your military wife or... Right someone's moved for college or for mm. school or like summer fling in Italy or whatever yeah. where like that person is gonna end up coming back or like they're abroad maybe yeah. like they're there for a semester it's for a set period of time and then they're coming back and it's no longer gonna be a distance which is when I'm in also so it's like um when you go to visit them it's like money time you have yeah. to like a lot it take off work and it's more effort and money and finances yeah. and yes but it's different though because you know in the back of your head that okay it's only for four months only for six months only for yes. a year so it's distance but like that hope of seeing them soon is gonna change right or it's like it's always there and then the third kind is, like, extreme long distance where, like, like you said, people haven't seen their boyfriend in three years over, like, a continent or across the country because they can't. I feel like that's truly long distance. And then it's, like, distance. indefinite. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, that's actually, like, long mm-hmm. distance. Not temporary. It's, like, a permanent type thing. I think that's the strongest connection, though. If you can make that work over, like, not seeing someone for that long, that's how you know, like, that connection is fucking meant to be. Exactly. But, like, my biggest fear and insecurity in my long-distance situations is the second kind, where it's, like, he's been in um, Europe for four months, and I saw him once, and he's coming back here, and now we're going to, like, try and work on things with us, is, like, 
was it the fantasy of having like a oh, summer fling, like another country type thing? And like we did build a connection while we were away, but we're used to being away. Like what if we only worked because we were away? And then we get back and it's like we're in each other's space all the time and it's kind of like shit. Can we still focus on having emotional connections instead of just being physical? Or is it merely like we worked because there was distance, you know? So also remember Pony and I knew each other for we've known each other for literally like four years before we started dating. So it's crazy that like we're dating now. It's like insane. Yeah. I like you know, I don't think there's a single person I know that I would date now. Like, <laughs> and no, there is actually a few. Yes, there is. But yeah, so like I think that definitely plans for like a seed of hope, a seed of insecurity also is that like what if he does come back and it's no longer a, like we work because there's distance. I don't know. So that's like definitely something you have to think about. I think that's probably the hardest thing to work on internally, like insecurities, but also like externally and make sure to put an extra effort to make sure that like things go as I hope. Because that's also like, I think the biggest thing in long distance is communication. Yeah. Because like if you're willing to put in like the effort to talk to them every day or FaceTime them, like you might not, you might not want to FaceTime them. You might want to fucking take your ass to sleep or go out, but you're like, no, if I put in this hour, it's going to be like beneficial for us both because we need that time together. Right. But like it's a lot of like not only commitment, and communication but also sacrifice so now that it brings up like another perfect point that I really wanted to talk about is like Sydney like how much do you think like what is the perfect balance to you about um allotting time for the other per- in long distance relationships obviously because that's what we're talking about like how much time do you think you should allot for the other person versus loving your own life and hanging out with friends and doing your own thing. So, like, independence versus putting time into this relationship that you don't even know is going to work. Yeah. What do you think? Like, if you're staying in a room all day talking to someone and, like, you can go five minutes without texting, like, that's, like, scary. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, like, for me, when he first left, new guy, golf club, gritty man, golf club thing. Like, <laughs> when he first left, our thing was, like, let's not put pressure on each other to, like, text every five minutes and, like, always be by the phone. And, like, our thing was, like, let's FaceTime, like, maybe once a week. And it's funny that we said that because we FaceTimed three times a day every day for, like, three months. And then we didn't FaceTime at all for a month because we were, like, both busy and just texting. And now that's when we're, like, texting a lot. So if I get obviously changed, but I feel like just knowing what you need and your partner need in the moment and being able to communicate that, where it's, like, meeting in the middle. Because, like, obviously... I'm the kind of girl that likes texting. Like, I will text all day, every day. I'm always on my phone. But some people, a lot of guys also, do not like texting. They don't want to text all day. They don't want to answer. They don't look at their phone. They are playing Xbox, Hopscotch, whatever the hell they do. Men do. I don't know. Hopscotch? So I think it's finding a perfect medium where, like, you're comfortable enough to, like, meet each other's needs is what's important. So you're saying that, like, each couple should find... Like, depending on what each other's needs are, should find, like, a balance. So, like, if one person hates texting and one person loves texting or one person loves, like, something or one person hates the other thing, they need to, like, find a balance in between. Yeah, I think it's amount of, it's a, it goes all back to communication where right. it's, like, this is what I need from my relationship, this is what you need, so let's find a perfect medium where, like, we're both sacrificing, obviously, to make each other happy, but yeah. we're also getting what we need out of this to make it work. I completely agree with you because I've seen like freshman year I had this guy who lived across the hall who he his like long distance relationship girlfriend him and her would like FaceTime all the time every day six times a day for like hours on end and like we would all be hanging out together and he'd only stay for like 20 minutes and then be like every single time like it was like clockwork he'd be like I have to go FaceTime my girlfriend blah 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 and like I think that's awesome to an extent. So I completely agree with you, meaning like um, obviously make sacrifices for your person because like they're your other half and you're in a relationship, so that means something. But like if you're hanging out with other people, going away constantly to like FaceTime your long distance person, like just a lot of time that like works for the both of you. It doesn't always have to work for the other person. It doesn't always have to work for you. It's just like different. And I think that that can work. I think also remember like you each have your own life and like you shouldn't yeah. be sacrificing to the point where like where you miss out on experiences because you're so like involved and ingrained and like I talk to him five hours a day. I have to FaceTime him four times. I have to text him, you know, stuff like that. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. I feel like one thing I see a lot, especially now, as people are graduating, like that we know, is that people will move away for work. And it's like, I've made this work in close distance for four years, and now we're 500 miles apart. What the fuck do I do? I've gotten that question a lot over DMs. And I feel like, obviously, you've made it work in a close setting to the point where you've learned each other's needs for that. But, like, people don't understand, like, when you're apart, your needs change, you know? Like, if it's your first time doing something, you might, like, be used to being around that person all the fucking time. If you're in a new space, you didn't have time to like learn that space, learn how to be your on your own person, etc. Yeah. So I think it's obviously communicating is the most important thing. I keep saying that, but it, it really is because you can't have someone read your mind over the phone. You know, like something's wrong. If you have a need, if you have a concern, it's not going to be changed unless you vocalize it. So I think it's worth having conversation before you leave. Like obviously it's going to be more than one conversation, but about like what you need out of it to make you comfortable enough to like let it go on. Like, it's, it's both communicating your concerns and, like, oh, I think this is wrong. Like, let's have a conversation and fix it. But also, and this, like, segues into another point I wanted to mention, is, like, make the little things really important. Like, because when you're in a long-distance relationship, small talk isn't small talk anymore. It's, like, this is the only thing we have to connect. Like, I want to hear about your day and I want to tell you about my day. So then when you're having that conversation, it's, like, you actually have to put weight like it can't be all about you you have to put in weight to like the little things they say so like oh my god my math teacher was an idiot today it's like oh my god and so you have to like kind of have that conversation to make things like the little things more important because that's the only way you can connect because you're not in person yeah it's like romanticizing the little things yeah. you know it's like you get a limited amount of time to connect with one another with one another so putting an extra effort or like oomph into things whether it's like i saw cute ideas on like tiktok where it's like i'm going to like where they will be like let's do a netflix party and i'll send you i'll lend you money to go buy candy and we watch it together over netflix like shit like that's cute as fuck like men yeah. do that girls do that yeah like Everyone netflix party or it's like finding like ways to have like cute moments like that where like obviously it's cute for like him tiktok but it's also like you're having a moment where you like it feels normal again you know but segueing off of like commitment and conversations i think I'll be honest, it's not easy. It's not easy whatsoever. It's, no. it's hard as fuck. Yeah. But, like, for at least for me, I can't speak for everyone. The hardest thing for me has been trust. Because it's one thing if, like, you've been with someone for four years in the same place and they move away. And there's a certain fear where it's, like, 
not, oh, are they going to find something better? It's like they're in a new place with new people. Is the newness around them going to like force them to do something like get with a new girl? Because they're excited about being in like a new environment. Because at the end of the day, humans are human, you yeah. know, and it's scary. But like it's different in the sense you have like established trust. 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 I've trust. Which honestly, you make things harder if something does happen. But like in my situation, we had like just been getting to know each other before he went away. So I was like, how do I trust someone I barely know? You know, like we were getting to know each other all summer. But I also had to be in the back of my head like, fuck, what if he's falling in love with some child bride? What if he's falling in love with some random ass girl and I'm sitting here like a fucking, I'm getting mugged off, as Love Island would say. You know, so like for me it was hard because I had to learn how to trust him and get to know him at the same time. And for me, trusting is like the one thing I'm, that's hard for me to do. But like we had a conversation about it and I feel like it helped a lot of him understanding where I'm coming from in the terms of like, I have been hurt before, I've been cheated on before. And so it's even harder for me now, like not being in the same place and having to trust that like you'll respect me and our relationship, you know? Yeah. Those conversations are really important. And I think that goes to like my first point of like, it's okay to have those deep conversations. Like it doesn't matter whether it's about like marriage or kids or like the future, but like also kind of like relaying how your deep feelings impact a relationship because in short distance, it's a lot easier for those things to kind of like build up and then have a conversation about it. But like in long distance, those things can build up on a screen and it's yeah. so much harder to convey that to someone else. Cause like it's, you can obviously like be sarcastic over text or like be, or like but use it's all over text and be mad. Yeah. But like I feel like it's not worth it because like things get misconstrued over text. So yes. You can't like read a person's tone, emotion, etc. cetera. hundred percent. So just say it. I'll be like, I'm upset. You know, actually, I can't believe I just said that. I'm the kind of person that literally mope around for five days and wait till they say something, and I'm like, I'm fine, you know? <laughs> exactly. Also, to that point, it's like when you talk to your significant other, I feel like a huge thing is, like, make sure, even though the little things are really important you should romanticize the little things 100%, make sure it's not all small talk. Like, you have to put a lot of effort into what you talk about to make sure that your relationship is still solid and to give the other person a sense of security because another thing I really I think is really important in long distance relationship is a sense of security and to make sure the other person knows that they're the only one or that they are the one or that they are like important at least like baseline important in the other person's life and that they're still being thought about on the daily. In terms of like sacrifice, it's funny because like I hate FaceTime. If you FaceTime me, I don't care who you are. If you don't care if you're my mother, if you're my best friend, my sister, I will hang up on you. I will not answer because I do not like FaceTime. But with him, I look forward to FaceTiming him. I'll FaceTime, mm-hmm. we'll like be like, oh, let's talk for, like for five minutes and end up on the phone for three hours talking about fucking I don't know what, like, you know? And so I think that's, like, one way how I knew that, like, I was invested in it. It's just because, like, it's something that I didn't even enjoy doing, but I learned to love because it was a way for me to connect with someone that yeah. I cared about, you know? And obviously going to visit did help because I, like, was going on three and a half months of not seeing him and having to be like, is this even, like, worth it or does he even like me or whatever? And like, I was him for a week, and, like, that week obviously solidified a lot of things for me. But I'll be honest, like, he's coming back soon, and I'm fucking scared. Because it's like, what if we worked because we, we were distant, you know? So I feel like, obviously, it isn't easy, and, like, there's so many, like, nuances to, like, people's situations. But like I say about everything, communication and trust are, like, two of the biggest pillars of, like, what you can do, you know? And yeah. putting in effort, you know? It's like in any relationship. If you don't put in, you're all... And like, it could be exhausting sometimes, obviously, because, like, we have a million things in life going on. But, like, if you love that person, it's worth it. Yeah. You know? That's really nice. So now before we end the episode, I thought, I thought that it'd be cool to talk about like what you do when you see each other in person. Cause I know you just saw your man recently and you just traveled to see him recently and I'm seeing my man right now. So I thought it'd be fun to talk about like what to do when you actually have that amazing moment of either seeing them for a limited amount of time or them, like you said, like option number two, them coming back for an indefinite amount of time and like long distance is over. So my thing is if it is, cause I, I talk about the temporary cause that's the situation I'm in. So um, if you're seeing your man for like a temporary time, I think that it's great to plan like three or four main things that you're going to do and then let the rest be spontaneous because that gives it a sense of normalcy. And I think normalcy sometimes is good, especially when you're seeing them like temporarily. It like makes it kind of seem like, 
oh, this is a normal situation. And like, oh, we're like kind of like a normal couple, even though long distance is not a normal situation whatsoever. So I think that um, having a sense of spontaneity is an awesome thing, but like planning like three or four main things. Like I know Pony and I like to go to like aquariums and zoos and like museums and, and like I'm parks good. and Sarah, stuff like I that. Sarah, I love it. Let me show you down. That's some bird zoo. <laughs> yeah, I went to a, yeah, that's what I said. I said a bird yeah. zoo, but what was it actually? Like, an aviary? Aviary. It was really cute though because I know he didn't put any effort into fi- Okay, he put effort to the point where his mom texted him things to do. His mom texted him like a t- his mom texted him like a 10 page itinerary of us, things for us to do. But it was fun. It was like he's never been in tours of his own city before so like he got to do like all the historical stuff with me. Aww. But like we also had like three hour car drives to like go visit cities like around Spain and like in those three hours we just talked the entire time because it was like we haven't been in the same place for so long and like it was the first time like we were driving together and like being in Spain and like stuff like that so I felt like it felt like we had no distance apart from this whatsoever you know it's the point where like when we were leaving I was like boohoo about it because I was like no and like we basically okay so we like stayed in an apartment his mom like owns a bunch of apartments we stayed in one for a whole week and it was also the first time I like lived with someone for that long like with the man in the same space and I didn't hate it also you guys that it. apartment was so European cute dainty it was so cute. like I wanted to like live in oh my apartment. god it was so cute I'm so sorry like living with him and like being with each other 24 hours a day for a week straight and like not getting into fights and like not being upset with each other yeah was super cute and like bro like i farted in front of him i shit in front of him you know how big that is for me it took me three years to shit in front of my ex-boyfriend i mean now i don't give a shit i shit wherever i want but for me that was a very big step because it I was mean, like if pony and i have been that, together for like a year and a few months and i don't shit in front of pony oh i've been dropping a deuce i'm so scared he should he should with the door open. I'd be like, okay. I don't want to do it. It was very cute though. Mine smell. Yeah. Do yours smell? Yeah. Mine smell really you're bad. Some, you're some very particular smell. No, mine. Like, is I like, can walk in the room and I'm like, she shit. Mine is like, mine is like dog shit times eighty. Like I don't it's even know how to describe it. It's a very particular smell. Like I can I know when you shit. Well, also like you shit whenever. Fast though. It's yeah. Kind of scary. It She'll shit in like two minutes. I'm like, bro, I've been here for an hour. Your shit smell like roses. I'm, a, really, I'm slow and steady. It really fucks me up. I'm slow and steady. Shut up, actually. <laughs> You're the worst. I, okay, wait. The last thing I ever want to talk about in this episode, unless you have something else to say. Vroom, vroom, vroom. That's what I'd say. Vroom, el taxi. Brum, 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 brum. Nope. You don't know that song? Pitbull. Pip. <gasps> I hate You're Pitbull. You're my best friend. Why? Ball Mr. Worldwide. El mundo. Enrique Iglesias can. I love him so much. <laughs> Um, I cried when I met him. Really? You met him? I was like 10. I can't deal with it. So the last thing I ever want to talk about in this episode is I read this article online that was like, you can't rely on um, solely technology in a long distance relationship. Like you should send each other care packages and like all of these like things and like have an article of their clothing to smell them. What do you think about that? Like, do you think texting and like technology is enough? Do you think on screen provides enough to like, have that in-person resemblance or do you think you actually need something tangible to you know kind of like not remember that person by but just like have them there with you in the same space like what do you think about that because I, I don't know like i have a sweatshirt which is cute and like fun i mean you miss him or not you're smiling but right now and blushing stop yeah i'm black i don't blush yeah you do <laughs> you're so annoying Ow. your roses are i mean your cheeks are rosy red i mean i'm wearing blush bitch no, they're okay. better. I hate that he you're blushing. Can you see giggle? I don't fucking giggle. Your nose I is cackle. blushing right here. Bitch, that's blush. No, it's not. You're redder than before. You just don't want to blush. You, hey, hey. <laughs> good luck editing that. <laughs> Ew, he makes me giggle. Makes me so uncomfortable. You go hee. I know. Like he texts yeah. me, I literally giggle. Ew. Fuck, I hate that so much. That's how I know I like him though. Yeah. Watch him come and dump me. <laughs> He's not gonna do that. He's obsessed yeah. with you. He's a smush. I really like him. I should listen to this, and I'm gonna be like, Ew. don't, don't listen to this episode. Yeah. Hey, hey, golf ball guy, guy, hey, birdie golf guy, ball, birdie, get the fuck off this episode. I never listened to it before he met me, and he was like, your voice sounds different than I thought. I was like, no, I sound like a man. <laughs> so sorry. I'm oh, so no. sorry. I know. I know. I'm more sentimental in the fact that I like to have like pictures of them to like look at. Yeah. Like when I miss them, I'm not gonna smell my fucking shirt. I'm gonna go look at pictures and be like, oh, like, I remember this moment. And we see one of like videos and stuff. Yeah. That's cute. I, my, I I have more videos of him, pictures of him than he has of him. 
I like all of them seeing he thinks it's weird but like for me it helps with distance is like yeah. just being able to like look at him and be like oh that was a nice moment I agree. I'm a huge fan of the Snapchat filter. Like, you look hilarious in this filter, but secretly I'm just doing it so that I have this in my camera. I know. I literally just take the camera out and go boom. Boom, boom, video, boom. You're very good. You did that with me too, but like in a not, like in a very platonic way, yeah. obviously. I do because I like pictures and I'm a good photographer. So. You are a very good photographer. You know all my angles. Yeah, you know where not, the light we're not is. Off my gift. There you, you go. Know? It's like me doing my best friend duties. All right, guys. I think <laughs> that is the episode. Do you have anything else to say? Peace and love to the world, homie. Wow. That was really insightful. I might get that on a monogram, on a plaque. I'm sure you go to Home Goods, probably on one. Yeah. Or like Hobby Lobby, and it's right Hobby there. Hobby Lobby. I hate Hobby Lobby. It smells like Karen and fucking cinnamon. Stuff. You must hate Michaels. I love Michaels. But it I, smells like cinnamon in the fall. I hate it in the fall, though. Because you're allergic to cinnamon. Yeah, but in the spring, how little flowers is cute and shit. Yeah, the summer decor, I think, is really cute, right? Yeah, Isn't I like it? going there for like activities, though. Like what? Like I will spend two dollars and get my little brother's little dinosaur thing, and like here go, or like we we got little things where you like paint it and put it on the window. His was literally <gasps> so ugly. Mine was perfect, <laughs> yeah, but he's two. He's two, but it was good. It was cute. That's cute. He likes to paint the house. You're so. an amazing artist. This one time, Cindy and I were in the same class together like two years ago, and for our final project, we were supposed to paint. Or do something artistic. And Sydney like painted a leather jacket. Um, and it was about like. What, like a, Title like a, Nine. Yeah, Title Nine. And she painted this amazing like mouth kind of emoji figure kind of thing. It was very like emoji like. But then she had like all these quotes around it. Like Title Nine-esque quotes. The worst part is that jacket is cute seen. as hell. But I can't walk around with it because it's like very like jarring. I mean it was supposed to be. But I still have it in my closet. But like, when am I going to wear that? I might just paint over the quotes in black and yeah. just keep the mouth and wear it. It's an amazing piece. You're an amazing artist. You. You Sarah did a chalkboard with a bunch of penises yeah. on it. It was so funny. I did. It was good and dildos and vibrators and pads and tampons. Everyone else was like PowerPoint. Me and Sarah coming in with like chalkboards and jackets with like penises and mouths on them. They're like, okay. <laughs> Everyone else's was like, uh, like the like Native Americans in America schooling, it was awful. Like everyone else was very like a uh, social justice based. Anything else but like women and sexual assault. And then Sydney and I walked in and we were like Title Nine penis. We need Title Nine in that class. I was like, I'm doing this. She was like, Okay. <laughs> I was like, Thank you. I remember going up to we, like really bullied her. Literally, yeah. yeah we walked until like, we were guys. Like, when Sarah and I have classes together, which is literally every semester, the professor ends up hating us because we like walk in like ten minutes late with Starbucks. We're like, Excuse me, can you move? <laughs> I went up to her at the end of class one day and I was like, can I do a uh, project where I say the word like penis, vagina, cunt, pussy, like whatever. And she was like, this is NYU. You can do anything. And I was like, I think you just became my favorite person. Side note, I'd be like, Miss Professor, Miss Miss Professor Lefty. And I was like, hey, Lauren. Lauren." I was like, okay. All right, guys. I think this is it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Make sure to listen to us on iHeart. Yar. Yar. Make sure to listen to us on iHeart and Spotify and Apple Podcasts and follow us on social media on YouTube at Crying in Public Podcast and Instagram and TikTok at the exact same name. We're posting a lot of new content soon. And we have some news. I was saving it for the end of the episode. For our mini-sodes, we're not filming it on video anymore. We're only doing it on audio. But keep following our YouTube channel because we are posting content on there. It's just going to be a little more like social and personalized. We're doing an apartment tour this week. We're doing uh, vlogs, weeks in the life. We're talking about NYU, college, the city, being a woman in general. We're talking about going out, having boyfriends, whatever you want to fucking fucking say. I'm fucking single still. Um... Yeah, so a lot of new changes are coming soon, and we're really excited to share them with you and do some audio mini-sodes and also connect with you through TikTok and YouTube and Instagram. So make sure to follow us on there at the username mentioned, and we love you so much. Goodbye. Come say goodbye to my microphone after you're done chugging the tea. Bye. Bye. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot slash iHeart.